Imagine using the same gear that was used on records from bands like Linkin Park, Fall Out Boy, Blink-182, Whitechapel, Trivium, Knock Loose, and Countless Others. Now imagine Will Putney, Neil Avron, Mark Lewis, and Machine the Producer not only telling you what those pieces of gear were, but also the settings and the same exact signal chains that they used to make those records. That's what Control Hub from STL Tones claims to do. Full disclaimer, I was sent an early copy of Control Hub from the STL Tones team. However, no money has exchanged hands, no barriers have been asked, and nobody at STL Tones will see this video prior to my upload, and all the opinions expressed in this video are mine and mine alone. Throughout the years in audio, many companies have partnered with artists or producers that we love to bring us products like guitars, amps, software, you name it. And for the past several years, there's been an uptrend of more of these signature series software plugins from these artists and producers than there ever was before. And sometimes there seems to be issues with some of these signature series style of plugins. The first is a lot of them are lackluster or they're not good at all. Many of them are gimmicky and honestly just feel like cash grabs. Stamp an influential artist or producer or mixer on something and it's going to sell. The makeup and clothing industries, for example, have been doing this for years and the audio industry is no different. The second issue with these signature series plugins is the lack of tweakability, meaning a lot of them have fixed parameters and if you want to change compression ratios or the attack and release or sometimes the depth of modulation, you're stuck and you can't. And the lack of tweakability turns a lot of these plugins into one-trick ponies. And the third issue that I feel strongly is the most important factor I've never spoken about is that a lot of mixers are part of production teams, meaning they have select teams of producers that they work with and engineers who are already meeting the quality assurance or quality control standards needed to allow them to make hit after hit after hit. Unfortunately for many of us, we're one-man shops and the quality of tracks is based on our experience and what we're able to do. Or the artist is sending us the files and let's be honest, a lot of the time they're underwhelming and not ideal for making great mixes. So with unideal raw files and the lack of tweakability, a lot of these plugins just don't live up to the hype. Where Control Hub differs from other signature series style plugins, and in my opinion takes us a step further, is it's not a locked in user interface based on the producer or mixer's workflow or preferences. You can see the exact gear used in the signal chain, and the team at STL Tones have given you added tweakability that isn't found in similar offerings. The way I like to think of Control Hub is having Will Putney or Neil Alron as assistant engineers, patching me into all the gear, getting everything set up in the signal chain, and then from there, I can tweak things to take it to where I see the production going. Whereas with other signature series plugins, it feels like I'm the assistant in my own productions. Now, this doesn't make Control Hub perfect, and there were plenty of things that I liked and disliked about the plugin over the past month of using it. Let's start with Control Hub's user interface. Control Hub offers you a light mode and a dark mode based on your preferences, and also a resizable user interface. You can use the predetermined settings, or you can use the right arrow at the bottom to resize however you see fit. A couple of issues that I had while using the interface for Control Hub is that the little button to enable certain filters is sometimes really hard to see or click on. This can get really frustrating when you're moving very quickly through different instances of the plugin. Something that's light mode specific is the drop shadow that was used to make the knobs more 3D actually makes reading the labels a little difficult at times. I was also bummed to see that there wasn't an A-B comparison option, which is pretty standard for these types of plugins. On the left of the user interface, you have your local library where you can save your banks and presets. Then you have the artist packs. This is where the expansions that you can purchase separately will populate. At the time of launch, you can purchase the Castle Recording Studios expansion pack, Machine the Producer's expansion pack, the Mark Lewis expansion pack, Neil Avron's expansion pack, and there's an upcoming Will Putney expansion pack that will be available. In this video, I'll be focusing on the core pack that comes with the Control Hub. And if you'd like me to do a video on any one of those expansion packs, just leave a comment below on which expansion pack you'd like me to cover. Once you've selected the pack, a submenu will pop out, and you can see that there's drums, bass, guitars, keyboards, you name it. And within each category are the presets or signal chains. And above the analyzer section is the magic of Control Hub. You can see the preset, the color, which is the saturation, the compressor and the type of compressor, the master EQ and the type of EQ, the effects, and any notes. And then in the color section below, you can enable or disable the parameter. And then there are arrows next to the preset name where you can select exactly which preset you want to use. Something that was a little annoying while using Control Hub is if you have a pack selected and you close out of the plugin and then re-enable that plugin, so you have to click and open up the pack and then go back to the expansion that you were once using. It may not seem like a big deal, but the more instances of Control Hub they're using in a mix section, those two to three seconds do add up. The local library is where you'll create new banks and new presets. Something I found odd about Control Hub is that if you saved a series of presets 
presets within a bank. If you go to the upper menu and try using the arrows to select different presets within that bank, it actually selects different presets still from that previous expansion pack. To test out different presets within a bank, you actually have to select within the submenu those different presets. I found this a little odd and actually slowing me down instead of just being able to use the arrow. Next, we have the analyzer section, which allows you to see things in an analyzer form or a waveform. The waveform comes in handy when you're looking at compression. Something I found odd about the waveform compression side of Control Hub is that the only way to see the actual gain reduction is to either bring up the makeup gain volume or turn on the auto makeup gain. I thought it was really odd that you can only see that when the auto gain was enabled or you brought up the makeup volume because if you look at the compressor section, you can see that there's actual gain reduction happening, but it's not displaying on the waveform screen. To the right of the analyzer, we have our input and output meters with peak and RMS alongside adjustable gain sliders and a phase invert button. Now let's talk about the magic of Control Hub, which are the signal chain modules. So from left to right is the flow of the signal chain. Starting with the pre-EQ section, which has a high pass and a low pass filter with the change in slopes, and each of these filters are fully sweepable. There are three fully sweepable bands of EQ as well. Alongside adjustable cues, putting your cue all the way to the left will turn it into a low shelf, and turning it all the way to the right will turn it into a high shelf. The color section controls the amount of saturation. The volume is the amount of gain that goes into the preamp. The bass is a low shelf at about 100 hertz, and the treble section is a high-end shelf at about 5k. The volume, bass, and treble controls will feed into the drive, tape, and tube coloration. The compression module offers a FET or VCA style compressor. You can control the threshold, the attack, the release, and the ratio alongside with the input, the mix, the sidechain, and the makeup or auto gain. For the VCA section, there's an added knee control. And for the release control, you have the option between a manual release, an auto release, a slow release, or a fast release. And the master EQ module is exactly the same as the pre-EQ module. The effects module offers reverb or delay. The delay offers two different types of units, analog or reflection, with 17 different types of delay. The reverb section offers six different reverb units with 47 different types of reverbs. The limiter module offers a fixed attack time of one millisecond with a look ahead of 1.2 milliseconds. There is a threshold and a ceiling control, and there is a link control at the bottom to move these parameters in unison, as well as an adjustable release control and a mix control for blending the unprocessed and processed signal. Now in Pro Tools, I have a couple instances of control hub already dialed in for this particular mix, and we're gonna go into the details and for any of you CPU warriors out there who are wondering, well, how does it do on CPU? To be honest, it's really subjective based on your system. If you have a killer system, Control Hub's not gonna really make a dent in your workflow than any other plugin. And in my experience over the past month, Control Hub has taken a little bit less CPU than the Chris Lord Algae Signature Series plugins. I actually did a video on those plugins, so I'll link it down below in case you're interested. Let's take a listen to what Control Hub is doing at the bus level, and then I'll bypass it and then bring it back. <laughs> badass in my opinion. Now, when I started using the control hub at the bus level, I had a different balance I initially set up with. And as I started incorporating control hub at the bus level, I found myself having to rebalance the track, but that's going to happen when you're using these types of plugins. And the reason for it is they're emulating a signal chain. So things are going to change the timbre of whatever balance you had, meaning the saturation, the compression, and the EQ. Now let's compare the original presets and then the modified versions that ended up in the final production. So you can see the amount of tweakability and flexibility that you have with control hub. This top instance is what ended up in the production. And the bottom one is the original preset. As you can see, all I changed was the input and then the limiter setting and then everything else stayed the same it sounded great from the get-go let's take a quick listen to what control hub is doing at the master bus and then bypass and then bring it back The next bus is the effects bus, and I didn't change anything with the preset that I selected, as you can tell from the top and the bottom. I kept it exactly how it was because it sounded great, and I moved on. Let's take a listen to Control on the effects bus, and then I'll bypass it and then bring it back in.
And then we have the drum bus, and on this instance of Control Hub, all I changed was the threshold on the limiter and I moved on. Let's take a listen to what Control Hub is doing on the drum bus. Next is the bass bus, and on this particular preset, all I changed was I added a little high pass filter on the pre-EQ section, and then I modified the limiter section, and then I moved on. Now let's take a listen to control on the bass bus. On the guitar bus instance of Control Hub, all I modified was the input, the output, the color module, and the limiter module, and moved on. Now let's take a listen to what Control Hub is doing at the guitar bus stage. To be honest, the guitars already sounded great as is. I didn't have to do much. And the guitars are actually STL Tone's Vulgar Shell Tone Hub Pack, which I did a video on, and I'll link below just in case you want to check it out. On the Vocal Bus instance of Control Hub, I did do more modification. As you can see, I had some modifications on the color module, the compression module, master EQ module, and I also added the reverb in the effects module. And then I tweaked the limiter module as well. Now let's take a listen to what Control Hub is doing at the Vocal Bus stage. I was left alone when my sound was in my opinion, Control is pretty sick, and I think it would bring value to anyone's mixing toolkit. But I do think if you're someone who's not good at mixing or is learning, Control will be a huge benefit. But with the added ability of being able to tweak parameters, it's a plugin that could actually grow with you and not just stay stale as a one-trick pony. And I'm pretty excited to see what producers add expansion packs to Control in the future and what other updates they might add to Control in the future. If you've gotten this far and enjoyed the video, do us a favor and boop that like button below for the almighty YouTube algorithm. We greatly appreciate it, and we'll see you in the next video.